Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Going Up Cast, your weekly feel-good podcast. Where this week we're going to talk about Iceland. That is right. I am home. I am back home from my whirlwind adventure in Iceland, a country roughly the same shape and square mile limit of the state of Colorado and with half of the population of the city of Seattle. It is forged by glacial activity and volcanic activity and it is constantly cut away by the Atlantic and Arctic Oceans. It was a crazy fun trip as my computer just goes boodly-doo now that it's updated iTunes. Thanks, computer. That's what I need. Now that I'm back from back from everything, definitely need my iTunes updated. That's top of my list. Not like laundry or food. No, 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 no. iTunes. Gotta get, gotta get that shit up to date. By the way, if you're listening on iTunes, hey, thanks for thanks for doing that. I always appreciate it when people you know do that. You should like, comment, subscribe thing to the podcast. Um, but anyway, before we dive into Iceland, which I'm basically going to tell you as many stories as I can in chronological order. I want to do a little bit of housekeeping right at the top. Now that I'm back, um, audiobooks will resume, uh, starting with uh, what would have gone up um, on Sunday this week, which is the first chapter of uh, The Fork, The Witch, and the Worm uh, by Christopher Paolini. It is a follow-up book to The Inheritance Cycle and tells us what Aragon was up to after the events of Book 4. It also works as a bit of a prelude to what will hopefully be book five in the Inheritance Cycle, which I believe is actively being written. So it's it's this weird, cool little stopgap book. It's not very long. It's only nine chapters. Uh, so we're going to knock that out real quick. And then after that, we're going to plunge right into the next audiobook that's going to be around for quite some time. And that is the fifth and final Twilight book, Midnight Sun. Um, just wanted to get that out of the way. Also, uh, just as a fun little bonus for me, um, I want to I want to tell a quick story and then we'll talk about Iceland. I swear to God. So obviously I'm a big Critical Role fan. Everybody knows that. Uh, I was one of the the original eight hundred or eighty eight thousand backers to the Kickstarter for Legend of Vox Machina, the animated show to Amazon Prime, and the first box of my rewards has arrived. So I wanted to talk about what I got and the relative quality of said item, and then we'll talk about Iceland. So it comes in this lovely like giant shoe box looking box um and uh, i have already opened it and pawed through it but i just want to like go through the items uh and state that there is at least one th- more thing on the way uh that i haven't gotten yet but let's let's talk about these things so um i i got the defender level i think i think that's what it was it was like 500 dollars. um so i have access to a couple of other items that were were exclusive. Basically, the only physical item I didn't get was like the signed art print because that was like seven fifty, and I didn't want to didn't want to shell that out. So the first item I've got here is the Dagger 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 um, Vaxeldan letter opener set. They are three identical daggers in terms of shape and mold, uh, but they vary in terms of color. They are like proper metal. They have a really good heft to them. Uh, if you're a nerd and you like balance the uh, the tang and the the handle are, are somewhat decently balanced. I don't know how they're actually going to function as letter openers. I might actually have some mail downstairs that I can test them out on. But they're all rad as hell. And um, outside of letter openers, I don't really know what I'm going to use them for because they're definitely not sharp enough to use as like knives. 
Um, but they are very cool. Uh, and it's the, they got the poison one, the, the fire one, and then whisper, which is the black one, the, the actual vestige of divergence. Um, so that's, that's cool as well. Shing, shing. Yeah, they're, they're very neat. They're very well made. Um, I feel like they will, I mean, they're fucking hard metal. Like you can't even, I could probably bend it, but I don't want to. Um, those will last for probably my entire life. Unless I get rid of them for some reason. So I got, I got a letter opener set. Uh, there is the trinket plushie and trinket is just adorable. Um, with their, with their armor, uh, which is kind of like this shiny fabric thing uh it looks like yeah the armor definitely comes off so you could have just trinket in the bows um i like trinket and armor especially because if i took the armor off trinket i don't know what i would do with the armor so trinket and armor uh in this adorable little sitting position very soft very cuddly about so what eight inches tall i would guesstimate um a good hand like you put both your hands on trinket and he's just like you're just a cute little bear isn't he you're a cute little bear uh, but yeah, Trinket's an excellent, excellent plushie. He's definitely gonna go right up there next to Frumpkin. What else we got? Uh, we've got the Legends of Vox Machina Crew Beanie. Now, I am not a hat person because my head is too big. Um, and I, th I feel like this beanie is enormous. They probably went for like a one-size-fits-all sort of deal, which makes sense. Um, it's, it's a very soft beanie. Uh, if I wore beanies, I'd be very excited about it. I will put it on right now just to see. Yeah, no, I just, I just look like a... It looks like I put a sock on my head, but it's a it's a very well-made beanie, so I appreciate that. I'm probably going to give that away as a Christmas present to somebody. The pin set, which comes with Grog, Keyleth, Percy, Pike, Scanlan, Vax, and Vex, um, as their uh, in-show art design on here. I actually really love these. Um, I don't collect pins, so these I'm probably not going to keep these, but I thought they were very cool. Um, Keyleth is rapidly becoming, like, my favorite character, so, she's, she, her pen in particular is, is really fucking good, but no, these pens are, these are excellent pens, and I imagine that these will sell for a pretty penny on eBay, um, but I'm also gonna give these away as a, as a gift, so, there we go, so that's two items I'm giving away, uh, the dice, which of course I'm keeping, because it's me, I mean, come on, let's, let's not, let's not even kid ourselves with, uh, with that. I'll, I'll give everything else in this box away, but the dice are mine. So, let's see here. We got a lovely uh, pleather uh, dice bag with a little metal charm on there. That is the, the Vox Machina animated show logo. Uh, they are a kind of galactic purple color is how I would describe them. Uh, with swirls of blue and speckles and stuff like that. The D20 on both of... Oh, nope, sorry. Uh, I have two D20s here, and they are different. The 20 on one of them is the Vox Machina animated design, and the other one is the Critical Role design. Um, I'm a big fan of the color of these guys. Uh, they just put on market an oversized dice, which is currently sitting in my mailbox downstairs, um, that I believe will thematically match uh, these dice. But let's roll a D20 and see how we do. Uh, 11 on the Critical Role one, and then the Vox Machina one is a 15. That's not bad. The more dice, everybody loves dice, especially me. It's gonna go right in my Laura Bailey bag of holding. I have the blue one, not the gray one. The gray one's for sale. I see that, I don't need a second one, unless I fill the first one, in which case I will buy the gray one. Uh, let's see, after that we have Vox Machina playing cards, which, you know, you kinda, you kinda go, really? Playing cards, really? Let's see. And here's a Vox Machina coaster set. Um, I'd fucking kill for a coaster set, but. I, what, what I'm really looking forward to about these cards, because I haven't looked at them yet, I don't know what they look like, 
is, you know, playing cards is actually tiny art prints. That's that's how I view playing cards. Um, and looks like this set is no exception. Let's see if I can open this bad boy. There we go. Um, because you got like the king, queen, and set cards and all that stuff, and so you can put the character art on these cards. The backs of the cards themselves have this lovely like green wallpaper design. I believe it's the ziggurat is what's being imaged here, um, which is interesting. Like it's like concept art. I don't know who the Joker is, um, but they look pretty cool. Uh, the uh, ace appears to be the sun tree. Uh, nothing for the sweet cards. They are really just good looking cards. Uh, all right, so uh, Joker looks like Cassandra DeRolo. I'm guessing Queen and King are uh, Lord and Lady Briarwood. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what's going on. I don't know who the Joker is though. And it looks like the Briarwoods. If I if I yeah, it looks like Silas and and Delilah or whatever the fuck her name was. I don't know who the Joker is. Um. Oh, it might be it might be uh, Ripley. It might be um it might be Anna Ripley. Um, because I'm trying to think of like who's related to that to that arc, and uh it's it's gotta be Ripley. Um, it's a good deck of cards though. I don't actually have playing cards, so now I do. So this one's actually useful to me. Um, and I'm sure you're all wondering how you don't have playing cards. I just how often do they come up in day-to-day -day life? Be honest with me. How often do you go, boy howdy? Sure wish I had a deck of playing cards right now. Fucking never. Alright, let's see what's next. Uh, this is the Legend of Vox Machina art print, which comes in this gorgeous little foldout. Um, it is it is a it is a print. It's not an original. Um, like it's not an original sketch. Episode. Uh, so it's from the first episode. Scene. Uh, let's see, six two three zero D. Okay. Artist S J version zero uh, two. Notes more jazz hands. It's the entire uh, Vox Machina cast. All looking exhausted, except Scanlan's got his jazz hands going, and they're in some sort of temple. Uh, it's it's an awesome little sketch, um, and I'm really really pleased with it. And this is going to slide right next to my uh, my books, um, so I have that forever. There's a sticker set. Fucking top of my list of what the fuck am I going to do with these? But I've got some Vox Machina stickers. Probably just going to hold on to those into perpetuity because I don't I can't foresee an instance wherever I need Vox Machina stickers. But hey, you know what? It's, def it's one of those things where you'll be happy you have them when you need them. Vox Machina stickers. And it's of, it's of the, the characters, the main, the main crew. And finally, the item I was the most excited about, because I've had the same messenger bag since college, and that was now almost a decade ago, and I've been in desperate need of a new one. Um, but I figured, hey, there's one in this Kickstarter. Let's just get that one. So I have the Critical Role blue. Uh, it looks like it looks like it's made out of denim. Blue canvas messenger bag. Uh, I haven't opened it yet, and I'm doing that right now. It's got two buckles on it, like old school leather strap buckles. It's got the Critical Role logo emblazoned on it, and a big old metal disc. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, the buckles just pop off. I don't actually need to undo the buckles. Oh, they're just style buckles. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Let me, let me redo this buckle then, like an idiot. I'm just fucking, because I was I was actively sitting here with being like, I'm gonna have to undo these straps every time. No, you can just pop them off. Okay. So it's it's definitely like it's sturdy. Like it needs to be broken in like a fucking baseball glove. It's got two pockets on the front. 
of pretty decent size. Looks like you could fit um, like a Kindle in there. Uh, like that's that's the closest like dimensional thing I can I can think of. Like if a, if a Kindle was an inch thick, you would you would have no problem um, sticking sticking one of those in there. There's two side pockets um, outside the main pocket, which looked like they'd be good for perhaps a, a small water bottle or God, this thing just needs to open up. There we go. Small water bottle or um, maybe a phone or a set of sunglasses or something like that. Super sturdy material. Like you're not gonna wear a hole in this shit anytime soon. Um, and then the big main pocket. Is, uh, is essentially just that. It's just a big cavernous hole um, with a zipper at the back of it uh, for a secret secondary pocket. And within the secret secondary pocket, we can find two, count them, two silica gel packets. And the secret secondary pocket is probably big enough for like your passport or your phone or a, a Walkman, I don't know. Uh, but it's definitely large enough for what I need it for, which is essentially transporting a bottle of water and my laptop to and from work. So, hell yeah. I could put the, the fucking Critical Role pins like all over this thing. I know that's like a, a a style thing that a lot of a lot of people do is they just cover their, their bag or whatever with pins. Um, but, nah. I'm just gonna leave it clean because I like it. And it's blue! Which is like one of my favorite colors. Oh, and on the um, the strap itself, it has stitched in there the Legend of Vox Machina, so... Hell yeah, big fan of that. Really, really big fan of that. That is the first box of the Legend of Vox Machina stuff. Um, the only thing I'm waiting on is the uh, signed pilot script, which of course they can't send out until the show is out because of spoilers. So there you go. That's enough dilly-dallying. Hey, you know what we could do? Let's talk about Iceland a little bit. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Iceland, day one. All right, so I picked Iceland essentially because I wanted a vacation and I Googled what countries I could visit. And out of the like the eight or so countries you could go to at the time because of COVID, um, Iceland was the most interesting to me. So I was like, fuck it, let's go to Iceland. Let's go to Iceland. It was either Iceland or Denmark um, and I'll still go to Denmark at some point, but I'm really, really, really glad I went to Iceland. Um, the The journey to the airport was smooth. I had so what I did was I knew I was gonna buy crap, right? Because it's me. Um, and so what I did is I filled my carry on, my little blue hard shelled carry on, with clothes, and then I stuffed that into my larger sh checked bag, put more clothes around it, and then checked that. Because the idea was that at the end of the trip, I could take the carry-on out of the checked bag, fill it with all the crap I bought, all the clothes would then fit in the bigger suitcase, and I could just bring it home. Uh, and we'll find out if that worked or not. Um, but that was that was the attempt. And we we show up at SeaTac uh, at, uh, let's see, it was... I think we got there around like noon, noon 30. Flight was at 3.30, 3.50, something like that. Um, and it was a red eye to Iceland, meaning that we would land at 6 a.m. the following day. So we knew going in that there were a couple of hard and fast facts that we couldn't change. Number one, we couldn't pick up the rent-a-car until 7 a.m., so an hour after we landed. 
Two, we couldn't check into the Airbnb until 4 p.m. that same day. So no matter what we did, we couldn't go to sleep conceivably until at least 4.30. You know, like once you get all your crap in the Airbnb and stuff. Um, and I did go with an Airbnb. Uh, I didn't even look at hotels, to be perfectly honest with you. And after driving around Iceland and seeing what the hotels were like, I think I made the right call. It's not like the hotels were bad. It's just that they weren't like... They didn't offer anything more than the Airbnb did. And what the Airbnb gave us was like total privacy. It was me and my brother, by the way. We, we did the whole trip together and it was a, it was a, it was awesome. But, uh, I'm, I'm telling you in chronological order. Anyway, uh, we get to SeaTac and I performed my, my airport ritual. I do have an airport ritual. I do it every time I go anywhere. Uh, and it requires buying a bottle of smart water, the largest size I can find at Hudson News. And getting a Qdoba burrito. In this case, I actually got two Qdoba burritos. I ate one um, about an hour before we got on the plane. And then I ate the second one before we took off once we were actually on the plane. Because I was starving. Um, and that amount of food kept me full the rest of the seven hour flight. Seven and a half hour flight. At least that's what it was scheduled to be. Um, it actually turned out to be a six and a half hour flight because of the wind. So we landed an hour early. Now, if you remember one of those immutable facts, couldn't pick up the car until 7, right? Yeah, we show up at fucking 5 in the morning. The sun has barely risen, and we're in we're in Iceland. We're in Iceland proper. The flight itself was fine. Um, I basically, for that flight, I had a window seat because my idea was that I was going to sleep on the plane, which I absolutely did not do. Not only can I not sleep on planes, I didn't even attempt to sleep on this plane. Um, I brought melatonin with me and everything, so this was probably the best chance I was going to have to sleep on a plane, and then it just I just didn't do it. I played Pokemon Mystery Dungeon pretty much the entire time and listened to music that I had downloaded on Spotify. Um, and I am I love Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I was playing the, the remake on the Switch. Fucking great game. Anyway, uh, yeah, the flight went off without a hitch. Um, I didn't eat any food, but I got some tea, and the tea was good. Uh, the in-flight entertainment system was fine. I didn't use it. Um, I just put the little TV on um, like the, the map. Showing you where you were flying over currently. Because I always absolutely love that. Um, like, oh look, now we're over Greenland. Even though it's like pitch black outside. Anyway. Uh, we, we land in Iceland. And at this point, I've been awake since 6am the previous day. So we're, we're rocking at 24 hours right now. 24 hours of solid consciousness. Uh, and we're like, alright, well let's grab our bags. And I guess head down to the car rental people. But fuck it, let's take a look. Um, and that's one thing I did learn about, about this trip in Iceland. You can have a reservation, like, at a certain time. Just kind of show up anyway. Um, chances are you'll be good to go. Because we showed up early to every single appointment we made in Iceland, and it was fine. They just, they just rolled with it. Um, on a scale of the other international countries I've been to, of which I've been to th two others. Oh, no, sorry, I mean... Not including, uh, like, Mexico and Canada, right? I mean, like, European countries. I've only been to two others. And that was England and uh, the fucking Netherlands. Iceland so far is my favorite. Um, the people there were exceptionally nice. Um, the, uh, the language barrier was essentially non-existent. Um, I felt like it was a lot easier to talk to people in Iceland than it was to talk to people in the Netherlands. Um, I feel like Dutch is, is a bit more of a, like everybody there spoke Icelandic because it's their native language. Um, but there were, there were like, 
no t points was there like a language barrier difficulty um except for maybe like that first day but i would chalk that up to more of the fact that it, we were exhausted more than a language barrier but i'll get to that um but yeah anyway we showed up at the rent car place like an hour and a half before it was scheduled for us to pick up the car and it was like not even a problem we we uh i i give him my credit card we sign up for, for like both of us to drive the damn thing uh and then we wander on out and find it and it, it was a kia seed uh c apostrophe eed um uh, a little four-door kind of station wagony looking little guy um not too dissimilar from my super cross track except the ground clearance was not as high and this thing was definitely not built to go off roads uh it was a two-wheel drive through and through we did ask for an upgrade they didn't have any to give us, so we were with our little Kia. Um, and it was it was a good car. It was a fairly recent model. The steering wheel was heated, which I fucking adored. Um, and I and that's probably the one thing I'm really gonna miss from that car was a uh, was a heated steering wheel. That was next level awesome shit. Oh man. Um, but yeah, we got our car, and now it's like 6:30. And it's like, we can't go to the Airbnb until four. Side note, yeah, we probably could have gone to the Airbnb straight away because as soon as we landed in Iceland, I got a message from my Airbnb host that they gave us like the code to the key box. And I'm relatively certain we could have gone to the Airbnb like then and there and gotten the key and headed on in and it would have been fine. Um, but us being us, we didn't do that. Um, and in hindsight, I think we did okay, to be perfectly honest with you. So we got in the car, and we're trundling around, because our goal was to go to Icelandic Costco. And that was the goal. We were going to go over there and buy breakfast and lunch things, like bread and deli meats, and just kind of make our own stuff for the trips and save some money doing it that way. Um, Costco doesn't open on Saturdays until 9.30 in Iceland, uh, which is actually not that unusual. Um, of course, that was a good two to three hours away from where we currently were. And so we were just kind of trundling around. We knew that the airport was about 45 minutes to an hour away from Costco. So we only had to kill a couple of hours. And so we just kind of trundled around um, the Keflavik Peninsula. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, looking at some of these small towns, uh, we ended up finding a, a little cafe to get some semblance of breakfast. I had tea and a bacon and gruyere croissant um which while delicious was not like i mean that was a snack it wasn't breakfast you know like it's one of those situations but uh it was our first exposure to icelandic cuisine and it was it was quite good um and that's something i will say for pretty much everything we ate it was quite good um i i actually very much enjoyed the cuisine in iceland what I, one thing I didn't enjoy is the booze of Iceland, but we'll get into that. Um, so yeah, we landed in Keflavik, um, and then we kind of trundled around. I'm trying to like look. Um, uh, we basically went out to Sand Sandgerdi, um, out on the on that peninsula. We drove out to the Garter Old Lighthouse. Um, got pictures of that. Like yeah, that's just we we did that loop, um, and then uh, we started heading off towards what the fuck is Viking World. There, there's a lot of things we we didn't do many museums anyway we didn't end up going to costco and um on the way to costco you know 27 hours of consciousness later uh it finally kicked in that's like we can't get perishables because it's we're buying it at 9 30 in the morning 
and we won't be able to check into the Airbnb until 4, so we can't get, like, dairy or meat or anything like that because it's going to spoil before we can get it refrigerated. So all we ended up getting from Costco was a loaf of bread, eggs, and prosciutto and oranges. That was it. That's all we got at Costco. Me being the Costco aficionado that I am, I was desperate to, like, look around because I was convinced that Costco was going to have, like, unique Icelandic cold weather gear. And while I did have cold weather gear, I don't think it was unique to Iceland. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen a lot of those really puffy winter jackets here. Um, and outside of that, there truly wasn't much in the way of, like, unique Icelandic Costco items. Um, except for the booze, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. Before we left uh, the, the airport, we hit the duty-free. Because that's what you do. And we picked up a couple of things. I got a bottle of Belvini Triple Cask. And if you know anything about me, you know I'm a big Belvini fan. Um, the triple cask was aged in sherry, bourbon, and whiskey barrels. Um, it was okay. Uh, and then I also picked up, like, this, uh, medley of tiny, like, airplane bottle size of a couple of different local, um, Icelandic liquors. Uh, including two types of gin, uh, whiskey, and then two bottles of the local Icelandic spirit, Brennavin which is not too dissimilar from Aquavit, except its primary herb slash spice was caraway seeds rather than dill um, that you would get with Aquavit. And uh, Brennavin is, I mean, it's incredibly herbaceous. Um, I don't know what you would mix it with, to be perfectly honest with you, but it was not a bad drink. Um, neither was the gin. The gin was fine. Um, and the whiskey was okay. I, all that remains of those things is I have a tiny bottle of the whiskey, uh, which was from the Floki Distillery, which we did want to go to, uh, but we just never managed to get over there. And, uh, a tiny bottle of the Brennavin, so I can share that with people and be like, hey, you want to give this a try? And they're going to be like, no. And I'm going to be like, yeah, that's probably a good call. Anyway, uh, where was I? We, yeah, we went to Costco and got our stuff. And then we were like, well... It's like 9.30. Let's go to Reykjavik. I mean, why not, right? It's, it's, there's going to have stuff to do. We've got hours to kill. And we don't want to go very far because, you know, our Airbnb was just like, it's down the, the one um, main highway uh, near Self Loss. Um, so yeah, we went to Reykjavik. And we, we wanted to see the, the big ass church. You know the one. You know the one. Uh, what, what, is it this one? No, that's the cemetery. Where is it? Hold on, I need it. I don't remember the names of anything. I've got Google Maps pulled up right now, so I can like, kind of, kind of bullshit my way into into sounding smart. Um, where the fuck is it? Where's that big? Are you it? You're that? Yeah. You're, nope, you're not it. You're just a lake. Where the fuck's that church? You know the church. Everybody knows the church. It's big and it's gray, and it's neat. God damn it. Uh, this is upsetting. The fuck is the church? Anyway, um, we drove into the, the like the city center, um, not too far from downtown. Uh, we ended up parking um, fairly close to what I later found out was the Hard Rock Cafe, um, which amused me greatly. Like you know, you go to you go to Ricky Vic and it's like I want to try all this local cuisine. Oh fuck me, it's a Hard Rock Cafe. We did go into the Hard Rock Cafe. Um, I didn't like recognize any of the bands 
Um, or at least I didn't read any of the signs to see like what bands they were, but it was fun. You know, it was just neat to see the, the Hard Rock Cafe. Oh man. Um, and we wandered around into like bookstores, um, and countless, countless Icelandic wool sweater and accessory stores. I mean, they know without a shadow of a doubt what people are there for. And there is this one um, chain of stores called Icewear um, that was pretty pervasive um, and existed in like perpetuity kind of all over, all over this place that fucking chain existed. And I was on a mission because I had a, a friend of mine who wants one of these sweaters. And, like, the sheer variety of these sweaters, like, they come in so many different styles and cuts and makes and blends of wool and cotton and all this crap. And so what I ended up doing was taking pictures of, like, every... Oh, there it is. Um, Hall Grimskirja is the, is the church. That's where we went. It's a... Is, is, we went up to that. Um, but yeah, like, we went into countless... Countless stores and stuff like that um just like looking around there's the hand knitting association of iceland uh a lot of restaurants and stuff like that um all the souvenir stores uh i ended up getting quite a few things i think i have like a, a, a shot glass and i got i mean over the course of this vacation i got a lot of stuff um for other people and for me as well because i'm you know i'm me uh on this particular day though all I got was like a shot glass and like a little uh, a little doodad um, that I'm gonna give away as, as a gift at some point. Um, and that was it. Cause I was so sleep deprived and I wasn't entirely sure what my friend like wanted in terms of style and cut. So what I ended up doing was taking pictures of every fucking sweater I saw and I just sent them to my buddy. And I'm just like, just tell me what out of these you like the most. Um, and the truly ironic thing is is that once I figured out what they wanted and I got them something, I had this horrible feeling in my stomach that I may have gotten them the exact same sweater that I myself already had. And I still haven't, to this recording moment, confirmed that that is true. So give me a second. Let's take a look. Ugh. Okay. So they're very similar but they're not the same. They're very similar though. Um, oh well, that's fine. I think I think they'll still enjoy it. Uh, let's see. And then it was time for lunch. I think I had a pizza, like a margarita pizza after we went up to the church. And the church itself was gorgeous, you know. This massive stone monstrosity designed to look like the natural basaltic columns that you find all over Iceland. Um, the interior of the church was gorgeous. I had this enormous pipe organ. There was somebody actively playing it. They were doing a great job. Lots of people in there. It was just, it was just very fun. Um, and then got some food. Um, and then around that time, we decided to head down to the water um, along, uh, let's see, what road is this? Frakkastigir. Um, if you're looking on, um, on Google Maps along with me, that's the road we walked down to the water. Uh, off to the Sun Voyager sculpture which is the steel boat sculpture that uh, you, you could probably find pictures of. Um, speaking of pictures, now that I'm like home 
and actively talking about Iceland and stuff like that. Pretty much every day I'm going to upload um, a few more pictures of Iceland uh, to Facebook and Instagram. Um, so follow me on Instagram at uh, GoingUpCast on Instagram to take a look at that. The, that Instagram account is tied to my personal Facebook account, so don't look for it on Facebook, but you can find them all over there on Schminstagram um, as they are as they are being uploaded. Did it actually get posted to my fucking Facebook? Yes, yes it did. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I'll be uploading lots of pictures and telling all the stories that I can on there. Uh, and that was pretty much it that we did for Ricky Vig. A uh, lot of stores, lot, lots of shopping. It was fun. Um, and then we got back in our car. Oh, I forgot there was a zoo. I'm guessing they didn't have a whole heck of a lot, though. Uh, so the, the natural animal scape of Iceland was a bit of a surprise. A lot of pelagic seabirds, which I know is a bit redundant, but bear with me. Um, gulls, skewers, terns. Um, swans, lots of swans, lots of those. Um, but in terms of like land animals, it was basically just livestock, except it was wild livestock. So they were wild sheep and and rams, wild horses, which I had never seen wild horses before, but we saw fucking lots of wild horses. Um, and cows were were pretty much all you saw in terms of land mammals. And like, I'm not I'm not talking about like oh like yeah then there's like squirrels and stuff. No. I didn't see any other land mammals besides those guys. That was it. It was just the livestock animals. No squirrels, no no rats, no mice, not even not even like whispers of them. No raccoons, nothing. Just livestock animals. And as far as we can tell, no natural land predators. I mean, I think there are foxes in Iceland. I didn't fucking see any. Um, I don't know what they're hunting either, so. And there you go. A couple of seals couple of seals we saw some seals um uh, and that was basically our lot for for wildlife uh in terms of that sort of stuff but it was time to head off to the airbnb and so we get on the road proper and we head out of Reykjavik, head up the one uh and or head down the one rather off to the town of selfloss uh which was basically the largest town to us like if you're wondering like where we stayed, it was about 20 minutes outside of Selfloss. Um, and Selfloss was 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 beautiful. It basically has like one big street kind of driving right through it and a couple of restaurants that we ended up eating at and uh, some some grocery stores that we ended up buying some some goods at. I think we ended up shopping at Netto uh, that like then basically because uh, we wanted um, dinner stuff and we got like some pasta. Uh, which we end up eating that night and it was very tasty and stuff like that um, And then we went over to the Airbnb, which was a lot easier to find than I thought it was going to be um, one thing that's fun about Iceland is that Because there are two-thirds of the Icelandic people live in within the city limits of Reykjavik like all in that area uh, Which makes sense if you think about it. It's the largest city in Iceland it's got the biggest infrastructure in terms of public transportation and stuff like that. Most of the businesses are there, so people like work and live there. Like that makes sense to me. Um, as soon as you get out of Reykjavik and like off the beaten path, traffic and signs of human life vanish in an almost shocking degree. And because of this, Iceland, for, by and large, doesn't need things like house numbers. 
There's just not enough houses to justify it. Instead, what they do is everybody gets a name. And you'll see signs, like, as you're driving by. It'll be like, you know, you'll you'll shoot down and it'll be like, Ulfasa. And there'll be a little blue sign and it points off to a road. And there, at the end of that road is a single building. And that's all you need. You need the name of the road that the building is on. And then the name of the building. And you can find anything in Iceland. And that's exactly what our Airbnb was. We had the road and we had the name of the building. Um, and I also knew what the, like, the driveway looked like because of the Airbnb pictures. We found it no problem. Um, and we, we trundle on in, we follow the instructions, and we get to the, the cabin itself. A lovely three-bedroom, one-bath uh, little cabin. It had, like, a living room slash kitchen open air area, a balcony that went all the way around, or deck, rather, that went all the way around the outside of the cabin. Uh, we were out there amongst some trees, which was in and of itself very peculiar because Iceland does not have a lot of trees. It's one of the many reasons why it's an incredibly windy country. Because there is just no trees. Um, but the Airbnb itself was lovely. It was it was electrically heated. Uh, the, the only thing that I would have to complain about, and this is because of me being huge, um, the shower was quite small. And to the point where like I would shampoo my hair and my elbows would be touching both walls of the shower as that was happening. Um, also because of the uh, relatively small size of the water heater, we had to do what is called a navy shower, at least in my culture, where you rinse, you shut the water off, you shampoo your hair, you do whatever else you need to do, you turn the shower back on to rinse it off, you turn it off again, you do your next step, you know, um, like doing it like that. I, I shower in like two steps. Um, I will shampoo and face wash at the same time and then rinse it all off. And then I will condition my hair, hit my body with my, my soap, and then rinse it all off. And to be perfectly honest, I loved the Navy shower. Like, the the shower was so small that there was never an opportunity to get cold because it was full of steam. And I loved the efficiency of it, you know? Don't get me wrong, I like having like a nice long shower just like anybody else. But after a while, it kind of feels like you're um you're like wasting your time. Like whenever I take a bath, I like, I usually deep clean, you know, I get like a washcloth and I go for a good scrubbing. Um, but once all that is done, I feel like I'm just kind of like, why am I still in the tub? You know, there's like, I, to me, like I use it to, to get clean and then I get out and do other things. Um, so the Navy shower was, was something I actually appreciated because it was like in and out in like less than five minutes. There's like no fucking dilly dallying. You just, you get it done and you get out and you move on with your day. Um, but yeah, we get there, we put the food away. We, we claim our bedrooms. We put all that crap away, uh, unpack a little bit. So I'm not like living out of a suitcase. Um, I set up my, my, at the time, brand new Amazon Fire Stick, uh, which I had purchased, like, days before we actually took off, because I was thinking, like, you know, I thought about streaming through the Switch, because I brought the Switch dock as well, which we never used, but I was glad I had it, just in case we wanted to use it. Um, but if you do that through the Switch, all you have access to is YouTube and Hulu, which isn't an option outside of America. Um, and so I brought the Fire Stick, and we ended up using that, like, exclusively you know we didn't even play switch games in the cabin we just watched things on on um the fire stick and uh that worked out really well a lot of futurama some critical role um just some fluff crap like that it was it was good um by and large usually when we got home each night we were too exhausted to do anything else besides like maybe eat dinner drink a little bit of booze and go like right the fuck to bed um, and indeed, on, on this trip, I was actively falling asleep, like, on the sofa, 
once we actually got to the Airbnb because you got to remember by the time we got to the Airbnb I had been conscious for like 35 hours and it was starting to get to me um so but we had to stay awake in order to make sure that we like adjusted timeline wise and I think we did a pretty good job I'm pretty sure we went to bed at like eight or nine o'clock that night after watching a couple of things um and we went into bed um which the bed was fine uh it was a good sized bed but my problem was that they have a bottom sheet and then the duvet cover and like a top blanket and that's it there's no like other sheet in between you and the blankets um like my bed is bottom sheet top sheet um usually in the winter months there's a, there's a fucking fuzzy blanket and then my comforter um and then i have countless quilts piled on top of it um so that was an adjustment also there was one pillow on my bed when i'm used to sleeping with two i also have an adjustable frame on my bed but i'm not expecting an airbnb in the middle of iceland have an adjustable frame that's just that's just unrealistic but i slept pretty soundly that night in fact for the entire trip of iceland and every day since i did not use nor have i used melatonin so that's fun um and that was that was day one we're 40 minutes into this podcast that was day one this might be a multiple episode installment sort of thing because i got quite a bit to talk about in terms of iceland but let's talk about day two let's let's get in here this proper um and then we'll and then we'll wrap it up there for this week day two sunday we're 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 waking up we're getting ready we have a lovely breakfast of of eggs and prosciutto and toast and another slice of prosciutto and an orange and i take my vitamins and i drink some tea and then we're ready to go day two was golden circle day which is great because that's what we were essentially living on was the golden circle if you were to look at a map um of of iceland near selfless you would see route 30 and like 35 create this great little loop um in in the southern southwestern corner of of iceland and that is the golden circle a a little loop road that can uh, contains three of iceland's most prized natural um attractions elements excursion i don't know three of iceland's dopest things um and it was on this trip that we began our journey our first goal was the waterfall known as gofalus um actually our first goal that day was a secret lagoon in iceland we drove up there uh because we wanted to go swimming uh but it didn't open until noon and uh we said like oh we'll circle around and check this out later uh except we never did circle around we never we never did circle around but oh well that's fine um and so we're trundling along and uh we eventually do find our first waterfall actually doing google maps on this is actually reminding me of like what the names of all these stuff are the first waterfall we went to look at was called faxi um i'm looking at pictures of it yep that's the same waterfall okay yeah so faxi was the first waterfall f-a-x-i um and you can find pictures of this on my instagram um gorgeous waterfall very wide uh it had a salmon ladder next to it the water itself was quite cold i had set myself the challenge of sticking my hand and as much water as i could every time we experienced a new waterfall i went to the beach i put my hand in it the coldest water i experienced this entire trip was of course the water where there was a glacier in it but we'll get to that oh tea sorry it's like 8 14 in the morning as i'm recording this 
Um, that was the first waterfall we went to on the way out to Gulf of Lost. Which, um, we, where is it? Where's Gulf of Lost? There it is. Gulf, Gulf Foss, uh, Nature Reserve. So Gulf Foss is, like, in terms of, it's a big-ass waterfall. I don't know where it falls in terms of, like, Iceland's biggest waterfalls. Um, it's because there's different rules. It's like, this is Iceland's biggest waterfall by volume, and this is Iceland's biggest waterfall by square meters or whatever. Or height, or I don't give a shit. Um, but it's a big-ass waterfall. Big-ass waterfall. Like, you can, you go over there, and you, you're just like, yeah, that's a big-ass waterfall. And so we did that. We went over there, and we went out to the big-ass waterfall. Um, and it was uh, gorgeous. I mean, I got huge pictures of it. Um, I filmed it, of course. Um, these pictures are not on the Instagram yet as of recording this, but they will be. Um, I'm uploading the pictures in order of the events of the actual vacation. So that's kind of how that will be going. Um, but I absolutely loved it. You got multiple views. Um, and this was also our first experience with what I will comfortably call the cruise ship people. So, <laughs> oh God, sorry, my laughter made me cough. So, yeah, Iceland, big tourist country. Tourists love Iceland. I mean, we were there, so, you know. It's, you, you know, on one hand, you probably are sitting there being like, well, you're doing the exact same thing. You're a tourist. You're going to the big tourist destinations. You're just part of the problem. And to that, I will respond, yeah, but we earned it, though. We didn't pay to have a tour bus bring us places. We got the car. We drove there ourselves. We were staying on an Airbnb on the island for a week. I felt like we were a different level of tourist, you know with cruise ship people. They're like, let's go check out this waterfall as part of a day excursion. And then like the bus picks them up like at the port and it drives them over there. And then you get out and you take pictures for like 30 minutes, you go to the store, you get back on the fucking bus and you just go back to the cruise ship. Now, I don't have a problem with that. That's, that's how I want to experience my next trip. Indeed, while I was there, I was actively thinking about like what relaxing means to me you know like what what do i like to do to relax and what i ended up coming up with in terms of a relaxing vacation was essentially staying at like a fucking mountain chateau ski lodge um in the swiss alps where i don't have to hike up anything i can just ride gondolas and funiculars to see these gorgeous mountain peaks and get pictures of all this awesome snow covered crap um that's what i came up with which is essentially this um so yeah but it was it was just comical where it'd be like you know we'd be there and it'd be like nobody and then you would hear the buses like three or four at a time just roll up and just dump all these fucking americans with their rei like hiking pants and fucking four inch thick sole boots and their hats and their big cameras um i say americans it was it was blinds of all sorts of different cultures because of course it was iceland is is universally intriguing um, but boy, when they showed up, uh, my brother and I would just kind of look at each other with like that fucking unhappy Kermit face and we'd just be like, uh, these fucking people. But, um, especially cause they had like no sense of like boundaries. You'd be there taking a picture and they'd be like, right the fuck next to you. Just be like, oh wow, look, a waterfall. And I'm like, well observed. And, uh, anyway, got lots of pictures of that. Went to the, the store there. 
Which, after, like, a day in Reykjavik looking at stores, I loved the Goldfloss, like, shop. Um, indeed, that is where I got my wool blanket! Which I will now go retrieve so I can tell you about it. Hang on. <laughs> okay. So, uh, hold on, I gotta... I gotta open the suitcase here. I have a, a suitcase with like a code on it because I'm fucking super cool and I don't want people poking through my crap. Anyway, um, let me put this over here because I'm gonna have to fucking empty this anyway. Ah, wool goods. All right, uh, blanket. Whoop. Icelandic wool blanket. Um, let's see. Yeah, I got this in, uh, Goldfloss. It's made by Lopi. Um, pure new wool, dry clean only, of course. Smells of wool. Uh, it has a kind of gradient pattern to it. This is the first time I'm actually, like, opening it up to see how big it is. Um, it's a good-sized blanket. Uh, it looks like a full. And it goes from, like, blue to green it, it's basically like the sky and landscape of Iceland on a blanket. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm just going to use this for decoration, but... Oh, man. Super big fan of this blanket. But yeah, I picked this up. Uh, it was basically like the only gift for me, you know, um, at the time. <laughs> I already had an Icelandic wool sweater. Um, I think mine actually comes from Norway, but that's fine. Um... And so I didn't really feel the need to get another one. And then I found another one, but we'll get to that a little later on. But yeah, I bought that. And um, then we hit the road. Off to off to our next Golden Circle destination, which is Geyser. And in case you're wondering, yes. This is where the word comes from. Geyser. And that's exactly what it was. It was a series of hot springs. Um, the actual titular Geyser has not gone off for several years. Um, however, Little Geyser which is called Stroker, S-T-R-O-K-K-U-R, uh, goes off fairly consistently. About every six to ten minutes, this thing will erupt. In fact, we watched it erupt twice back to back, which was really cool. Um, and yeah, we, we, did, we did that. I have a video of it. You'll find it on Instagram. Um, it, was, it was very cool. We hiked up to like the top of the peak there, um, got some great pictures of the hot springs, Yes, I stuck my hand in the hot springs. Not like the actual bubbling hot springs, but the what the what the geyser would do is it would blow, and then the water would trickle down like this the 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 slope um, where we were walking, and so you absolutely could just like splash your hand down in some puddles and feel like really decently warmed um, water. And this is where um, not here, but later on, I learned a valuable lesson about this that I will impart onto you here in a little bit. We went to geyser, got some great pictures. And then we hit the road again, off to the third and final stop on the Golden Circle, which is Thingvellir, which is the A, it is the, or, uh, Thingvallavatn, Thingvallavatn is the largest lake in Iceland, but Thingvellir is, uh, the largest national park in Iceland. Um, it is also where the tectonic plates are divided. It's called the, uh, is this what it's called? No. Um, where, 
Where are you? Where are you? Where are you, my heart's desire? Anyway, um, yeah, the tectonic plates of Europe and North America, I want to say those plates, meet here and have been slowly spreading apart in Iceland for centuries. And that is like the, the draw, you know, you walk between two tectonic plates. You can even scuba dive between these tectonic plates, which is kind of fun. We parked in the Thingvellir parking spot too. Hiked down to the, uh, like the visitor center uh, and saw all the crap in there. There's Fleskeskinlin, there's Logberg, there's Drekningarheilir, uh, there's Oxrarafoss, which is the waterfall. And then we walked, walked, um, hiked all the way up to, uh, Langestigir and to the Oxrarafoss parking lot three. And we hiked all the way up and down that gorgeous pictures. If you, if you think of like the moss covered trolls in Frozen, that just piles of moss covered rocks everywhere. Um, in these cool tectonic plate divisions it was it was awesome and the lake itself was gorgeous and massive and of course very cold you know it's a big surprise right you wouldn't think that the fucking lake there would be cold but you'd be you'd be you'd be wrong it's uh it's quite cold um did not go scuba diving because i didn't really want to spend money on doing that um plus i i don't think i would do well in a claustrophobic scuba diving environment like uh, swimming between two tectonic lakes. Walking through them was fine, but swimming through them, I feel like that'd be a whole other level of uh, of nonsense. Uh, hold on a second. I am... So I actually I took a, a journal with me. Uh, me and a friend of mine uh, pass this back and forth every time we, we travel. Um, so I am making sure I'm not missing anything. Uh, let's see. Gulfloss, Geyser. Ba -ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Um, oh, yeah. So, we, um, after Thing Valir, we headed up to. God, can I, can I even remember the name of it? We hit another lake. Um, don't ask me which one. I'm not entirely sure. But it was on the way to Carid Crater. So, I'm guessing it's this one. Um, it was, it was a lake fed yet again by more hot springs. Um, yeah, actually, I think it was this one. No, that's not it. Is this? That looks more right. Um, anyway, it was a, it was like that had some hot springs in it. And the, the attraction to this location was that there was a hotel and, like, a pool situation where you can hang out in the hot springs fed pools um, right there. And what the hotel would do is it had a restaurant and the hotel would bake bread in the the beach next to the hot springs and we actually saw this in action and we were like oh that's neat and this is where i learned my hard-won lesson um the water itself was quite warm but the water is not the problem the problem is the sand underneath the water that sticks to you like molten sugar and has been superheated for years before human hands touched it so that fucking shit burns more than the water did so that's my advice to you if you ever put your hands in a hot spring, do not touch the bottom of it. Because while that water might be colder because of its like access to the fucking air where it can cool and like evaporate, the stone underneath it 
Hell no! That shit's where the real danger is. So, don't touch the bottom. You can touch the water. You know, as long as it's not, like, scalding. And you'll know. Believe me, you'll know. If it's actively bubbling, hey, maybe don't put your hand in it. But if you do touch a hot spring, which I did on a couple of occasions during this trip, don't touch the bottom. That is where the danger is. Okay, just wanted to get that out there. Um, ugh. And then we went off to Carrot Crater, um, which is this adorable little crater lake. Um, not nearly as large as Oregon's Crater Lake, but still quite cool. Um, formed by a volcanic eruption years and years ago, and then like water just kind of filled it in. Uh, are people swimming in it? Uh, no, people are ice skating on it. Oh, that's kind of fun. Uh, I'm looking at pictures of it. Um, at this point, we were very tired, and so we didn't, like, hike the rim. We just went straight down to the lake, hiked around that, and then went up and out. Um, and this was our first experience to, uh, Iceland's, um, rather unique situation when it comes to natural, uh, monuments, natural elements, waterfalls, glaciers, crater lakes, you name it. The vast majority of these locations are privately owned, not publicly owned. There are a couple of national parks and we did explore many of them, but by and large, they're privately owned. And what that means is paying for parking, which is not in and of itself unusual, but it was flabbergasting to me that we would be in, we'd be looking at a glacier and I would go, that glacier is owned by like a single person and that glacier is owned by that single person so hard that when the country of Iceland tried to get control of that glacier, they lost in court because it was private land. That blows my mind. How do you own shit like a glacier? That's like, I, I just can't wrap my head around that. Anyway, but they do. And they will, and they will like orchestrate tours and make banks off of tourists trying to take a look at their, their privately owned stuff. And plus, what a fucking power move is that? You like roll up at a bar and be like, hi, I, uh, I own the second largest glacier in Iceland. I have so much fresh water under my control. I go out there and lick it every now and then. No big deal. It's mine. I can do whatever I want with it. You buy a drink with glacier money. Anyway, went to Carrot Crater. Um, and it was, it was, it was gorgeous and it was awesome. And we then swung back through self-loss. Did we eat dinner that night? I mean, no, we went straight home and ate leftover pasta. That's what we did. Watched more Futurama and went to bed. And I'll tell you what, I think that will do it for this week. I mean, this was day two. I got five more days Iceland shit to talk about. So uh, don't worry, more stories to come in the following weeks. Um, I will probably spread them out. Like like this week was Iceland and Voxmark and the next week will be Iceland and me talking about packs because that's this upcoming weekend. Um, so it'll be a, it'll be a mixture. But yeah, follow me on Instagram for Icelandic pictures. I will definitely keep you know telling the stories and all that stuff um, as it goes on. Uh, but I'm gonna go continue my laundry and then probably get ready to take a shower here in a little bit so I can go grocery shopping because I need food. I don't have any food, and I sure do want some. Thank you all very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as I did traveling to make it happen. And I will talk to you all next week for more stories. Have a good one, everyone.